Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, this is a fun one. You're technically gone on vacation right now at the time of this uh, coming out. So how does it feel to be on vacation in spirit for the listeners at least? I love it, Shay. It's great. <laughs> like, if there's any backlash about this episode, I'm not going to be around to hear it. You know, I'm just, we are playing loose and fast right now. Yeah. Um, no consequences for me. I'm on a beach, totally relaxed. So at <laughs> least that's the hope. You know, it, it would be so bad if something, if my trip got canceled and then I'm back and. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Knock on okay? some wood, I want to be, I want to be on vacation. So, so yeah, it's good to be here though, virtually. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't uh, know from last week's episode, Henry is out of office on vacation. Uh, so we're recording this episode and Saturday's episode in advance. So no breaking news today. Today we're kind of just doing a mailbag, answering a ton of questions. We pulled a bunch from Discord and the Apple Podcast reviews. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. Maybe a quicker one. You know, we'll see how the mailbag goes. We sometimes are quick, and sometimes Henry and I go on and on and on. So uh, who knows? And then yeah, on Saturday we're gonna be diving into some legend concepts. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, pull them straight from the Discord. It's gonna be a ton of fun over there. Uh, but before we get into the mailbag, make sure if you want a question answered on the show in the future, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions, or leave it in the form of a five star review in Apple Podcasts. Uh, please. Follow us on Twitter, at and at HB Burrison. Links for those are in the description. We're trying to tweet more. I think we're doing a pretty good job of upping the total tweets coming out of the third party lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're big on Twitter now, so definitely <laughs> hit us up over there. Drop a comment. Very likely to get a response. Um, if you want to support the show, um, we are at about 200 episodes. Um, public episodes. If you want to support, you know, that work, that passion that leads to one vacation every 200 episodes, <laughs> definitely hit us up on Patreon. Any support means a ton to us. Um, it unlocks a lot of extra content. It helps inform us on what content is most valuable to everyone. So if you want your voice heard every month, we do discussion episodes where we get to interact with every patron who's interested in doing so. And just overall, we're so much more accessible uh, to those that are in our Patreon community, whether it's on Discord or on Patreon, the platform. So if that sounds good to you, we would love to have you over mm-hmm. on Patreon. With that, those open the mailbag. First question coming from Lustry, five star. As a longtime listener, I can say that the third party podcast is the best place to learn and improve at Apex. Henry and Shay are a great deal and give data-backed facts and tips that help simplify the game and give new angles to not just hypothetical ideas, but realistic application of legend abilities and general play style. Question. I love to play strategically and go for the win. However, I only have two friends that play the game and they usually just W key and will run off by themselves for the chance at a kill. Any tips to encourage my friends to play more with the, for the win without making them want to stop playing with me? I would love to find more teammates, but with Apex having a slightly older demographic, I find it hard to find people my age. I'm a teenager. Thanks. Keep up the great work. The classic W. Such a great friends. question. <laughs> like, I love to win. And that's 
you know, why I play. Um, I got one piece of advice. Hopefully Shay has some better advice because <laughs> I, I actually practice this advice, which maybe makes it good, but okay. it might not be the like interpersonal tip that you're looking for. Yeah, Henry's like, I have what these I two do. guys, Shay and his other buddy. They just hold the W <laughs> key. So this is coming straight from the uh, personal experience. <laughs> yeah. But I think when you are not playing with those two friends or you're playing solo, you know, everybody wants action. You know, I I play with a couple of new players, coworkers, newer mm-hmm. friends, and they're not as familiar with the map and the game. They want action. They want to get into gunfights. What I do in order to satisfy that W key urge is I try to drop semi-contested. You know, I try to give them that action up front so that we are getting that excitement. Maybe we die off drop, but you get that excitement and then I feel like that gives me some currency to work with. Like, all right, we had that fight and that was super fun. Now I'm going to ping this next location, whether it's a survey beacon or the ring or Mm -hmm. high ground, whatever, to best position us for a win. Because I think everybody wants to win. They just get bored. And when you drop on the edge and you loot for, you know, five minutes, you're going to be more prone to taking that bad fight that loses you the game then you're just right back to where you started so if you can get that action early i think that could even lead to more wins overall because you kind of have the patience to play smarter that's a good that's a good piece of advice i like that lustry for me with and i think i tend to be a more aggressive player as well i definitely can flip the switch and it's no problem for me to kind of play maybe the more like win now play style. For me, that switch is so simple and it's just ranked versus pubs. Um, I'm not sure if you're having this issue in ranked with your teammates um, because to me, it simply comes down to, you know, hey guys, I want to climb. Do you guys want to climb? This is kind of the way we need to play. Like how Henry and I always do, we hop in the ranked, we W key for as long as we can until we kind of hit the rank where it's like, okay, now we need to pause and play a bit more strategically. And it's a pretty clear indication at that point. You just start losing more gunfights, you're losing RP off drop. And for me, that goal of ranked climb equals a reward makes the lack of aggressive play still feel justified. Um, So if you're not playing ranked, maybe try that. Give it a shot. See if that kind of line of thinking works with your buddies. Um, If it's in pubs, though, yeah, the win is definitely important. I definitely get where you're... The balance between having fun W-ing like Henry and and just trying winning like Henry was kind of talking about, it's a hard balance to find. And honestly, oh gosh, I was about... I don't know. This might be bad advice that I'm about to offer. But like with people that are newer to the game, sometimes... What hurts the most is having to wait and watch. If a friend W keys out of the way and they die and they get finished and you have to be honest with them and say, I can't recover your banner because you went so far ahead of me. Like that happens enough times. I think the hope is learn from your lessons and maybe you play a bit more together. Um, at some point, if Wing, yeah, if, if Wing is resulting in just losses though, going back to the lobby, and waiting and watching games, that's not going to be fun. And so 
I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to match your friends. I don't think your friends are going to be able to match you. So you got to find that medium. I think what Henry explained is the medium. If you're looking for like a more, if you want to try to keep your team together and have them listen to you, steps that you can take directly, I think, are legend choice. Playing Loba brings the team together. Playing Valk brings the team together with those ultimates. But you could also say Pathfinder, Octane, anything that helps the rest of the team and encourages them to stay on you and follow where you want them to go could definitely help a lot with positioning your team for the win better. So mm-hmm. I think that was a lot of good stuff. Uh, Hopefully there's about. something in there. <laughs> yeah. Next five-star question coming from Sam. I really appreciate the detail you guys go into, especially when you provide the math to back it up. I love listening to it in my car as a pregame ritual before I head home to play, feeling like a pro with the game knowledge you provide. How do you feel about the balance between Watson's pylon and caustic traps versus crypto's ult? A lot of abilities such are just dealt damage or disabled by crypto's ult, whereas Watson's are completely destroyed. From a logic perspective, I don't know how the pylon can shoot down missiles and arc stars, but does nothing to the drone. Is there any specific legend interactions you dread going into endgame with your mains? Oh, this is such a fun one because this is just the, to me, it's the can of worms of we don't want legends to counter each other, but we have legends that counter each other in the game. Mm -hmm. And how do you balance that? You know, I think for a lot of people, crypto was introduced into the game as a counter to the defensive Watson play style that was truly dominating a lot of play. Didn't really happen though. And Watson fizzled out for different reasons out of pro play I'm speaking of too. And so the balance between those two is is quite interesting. I, I think the ultimate makes sense to counter the defensive setup. You know, it's an EMP, so it's an electrical thing, not an explosive like those missiles that you're kind of comparing it to logically. Um, you know, I love it when I play crypto. I play a lot of crypto. I hate it when I play Watson. Um, so it's definitely one of those interactions I, I dread if I go into the game as a Watson expecting a crypto. Um, what do you think, though, about this kind of breakdown? Crypto's EMP almost destroys anything right yeah. now. The only things that it doesn't fully destroy are ramparts, walls, and turret. They just destroy the top half of the walls and they then disable the turret and do some damage to it. And then Newcastle's ultimate. The castle wall, Crypto's EMP almost does nothing. Yeah. The only thing that it does is cancel out the very limited duration mm-hmm. stun that's on the kind of perimeter of the castle wall. Everything else is destroyed from Loba's tactical to a Gibraltar tactical to all these defensive uh, you know, encampments. It's pretty dang all-encompassing. I think pointing out that it doesn't destroy Crypto's drone mid-flight um, is definitely a fringe case. But for the most part, I would say from a balance standpoint, it's pretty universal that you know what to expect uh, when you come up to one of those Watson pylons. Do I wish Crypto's uh, drone got destroyed by one? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I feel so bad for Crypto that when his drone does get destroyed, He's got nothing for 45 seconds. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Do you have any uh, you know, 
counters or anything that you, as a Gibraltar main you kind of dread going into games with at all? In a final game situation as a Gibraltar main, Revenant is horrible. You know, taking away mm-hmm. that gun shield is extremely bad um, just because you're a huge target. And I, I feel that way definitely, even with Fortified being in the game, it you you just get fried yeah. when you don't have it, in my opinion. But I, I don't think anybody can top playing against the caustic in end game yeah, without having a caustic. Yep. Um I, I will say Shay and I had a ranked game the other day where I the teammate, me, were both down. It was final three squads <laughs> and Shay was playing Fuse and both teams kind of just fully sent on him and he had the Mastiff and he Fire. took him out. And yeah. there there was it was chaos. There was Newcastle, Valk. They had high ground. Didn't matter. Um, he just burned them up. So maybe Fuse in the end game uh, can be pretty scary. Yeah, that was fun. It definitely, we've been playing a lot more Fuse uh, because of that lately. Uh, Fuse plus Mastiff. Uh, any legend yeah. plus Mastiff. Heck of a combo right now. But yeah, the, I was only able to do it because my, my teammates were holding those knockdown shields strong to make me a little wall. Um <laughs> Next question, though, coming from Discord, Sloppy Statue. Hey, guys, love what y'all are doing on the pod. Keep up the good work. My question is, last week you talked about Rev and how he can be very oppressive, and that's why he needed changes. But after playing a good deal of Ranked, currently Gold 2, and I solo, I have found Seer to be very oppressive. Any thoughts on if he needs to be touched or if y'all have experienced Seer taking over your games? Oh, the Seer discussion, Henry. First thoughts. Oh, man. We actually had penciled in a podcast topic talking about oppressive legend mm-hmm. tactics, combinations, different like individual abilities, strategies, things like that. Haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, you know, is Seer very oppressive? I don't really think so. I, I think Seer is pretty strong. Getting so much information can be incredibly valuable, but at the same time, it isn't impossible to play against. You yep. know, like the ultimate is strong, but just because they can see your footsteps when you're running and shooting doesn't mean you can't still win. You know, if you have a caustic ult, what are you going to do? So it can be countered. And just by gunplay, I think it can be countered. Um, the tactical being able to cancel healing and uh, reviving is definitely on the more oppressive end of the scale when it comes to legend abilities, just because it really interrupts the flow mm-hmm. of gunplay. Um, I don't personally think it needs to be touched. Yep, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think we are seeing a rise. In, we are seeing a rise in popularity. To answer the question, yeah. yes. Henry and I have been playing against more Sears lately. I don't think it's oppressive, but I think we're seeing a rise in popularity. We saw Imperial Hal and his Watson dominate with Seer in the ALGS, and we're seeing a corresponding rise. Um, the best of the best seem to hold some sort of influence on the general player base and high levels of brain specifically. Because when you see the best have success with it, it's worth trying. Henry and I have been trying it, having some success with it. But... Yeah. I think what it comes down to is 
whenever a legend is rising in popularity, they're going to feel oppressive. We were talking just last season about Ash feeling oppressive. Nobody's talking about that now. We had the season where crypto felt oppressive, supposedly, with EMPs going off everywhere in endgames. We've had caustic oppression, and I'm sure if you replaced every Seer player with a Fuse player or a Horizon player, we would be calling that character oppressive. Um, I think it just comes down to, you know, it feels oppressive because it feels like who is picked the most and who you're fighting against the most is who you're dying to the most. And that's how it kind of hurts. And when it's something new like this that you're not used to, then you kind of have to figure out how to adjust. Um, I'd say go back, listen to Mastering the Seer, Mastering Seer, because we talked about kind of some of the counters to Seer. uh, And there are a lot out there. Um, He's very good. He's a great legend. We've liked him for a while. Um, And you're seeing, you know, really good players use him now. And so I think he's going to feel oppressive uh, because of that. But I don't think his kit's like broken or anything by any means. I think what you mentioned about this being a new experience for a lot of players is the key. Mm -hmm. Over the last year, the legend balance has been extremely passive. You know, we're just going to let things carry out. Trends are going to come and go. As long as we think things are fair and Octane, Wraith, Bloodhound, Pathfinder Mm -hmm. all stay in the top, we're cool. Like, we are okay with their level of popularity over the last year. You know, they haven't been getting nerfed to Mm -hmm. try to change that. So if a legend does come up completely organically without changes to balance, I don't think I can say we need to stop that because Mm -hmm. I like new stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. changing the way we play, I think, is how we're going to be able to keep this game going for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with new. And I don't necessarily want to just stop anything that isn't Wraith Octane, you know. Valkyrie, I think, is in a very similar place to see her mm-hmm. right now uh, in terms of where she is in terms of popularity. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, to be honest, will be very shocked if we see some sweeping changes Agreed. to five or six legends at the top of next season. Um, that will show me the drastic impact that professional mm-hmm. Apex player have on the daily life of players because they would evidently be the only people possible of enacting legend balance change, um, which would shock me. Mm -hmm. I don't, there's a lot of hints towards that, but I would still be shocked by it. We'll find out soon. Uh, Before we get into the rest of the questions, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Take it away, Henry. Next question from Discord coming from Stunning Young Man. Do you think that a placement system would work in Apex like Overwatch has? I think that last split would have worked if they had a placement system in. Are you familiar with Overwatch's placement system specifically at all? Or should we just speak generally to... I don't know if Overwatch is unique. That's why I'm honestly asking you. I'm not. We can speak to our knowledge. General placement system. General placement system. Something I've brought up on the pod multiple times mm-hmm. as something I'd be interested in. And, you know, we've talked about and heard the developers talk about getting people to their appropriate lobbies faster, something they want to work on. That was the first time we've kind of heard that was this season. Um, 
for a long time, I thought, you know, we won't get placement because the grind at the early stages is a part of Apex. That's something they want to be. It's not just skill, it's time and skill. Um, if Apex says, hey, we want to move it towards being, you know, skill over everything, I think a placement system makes sense. Um, I'd be excited to see add. I'd also be heavily hesitant, though, after seeing the arena's placement system and kind of a, uh, maybe a not very successful one implemented uh, from the respawn team over there already. So I got some, there's some pros and cons, I think for sure. What do you think though? I agree with your hesitation to embracing it. I just think it's really hard to in a limited number of games, especially BR yeah. to establish if somebody is silver or master. Um, just because so many variables, like a placement match in a 60-person lobby seems really, really difficult and probably mm-hmm. not comparable to anything that's in Overwatch. Um, I think that the reset system that's in Apex Ranked is probably the best thing that I can think of right now because it definitely keeps that grind uh, at the beginning and at the split point uh, for seasons. But it also makes people have to earn their rewards and earn mm-hmm. their place season to season which is what you want. You know, a placement system kind of is risky if you say, okay, masters get dive trails. All right, I just placed, my, I'm a placement master. Yeah. I don't need to play anymore. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if you say, okay, no, 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 we don't want to just give out rewards for free based off placement matches. Okay, then a placement match is probably only going to separate people by a tier at yeah. most. So then the impact of it isn't very substantial. So mm-hmm. could it help a little bit? Maybe. Would it have made the sweeping, drastic rank changes at the top of Season 13 better? I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think there, it was drastic. Things are d- going a lot better right now. I'm really, really, really hoping that we get some data to back up uh, this last change and we mm-hmm. kind of understand how the player base reacted, how the distribution was in this last or in the second split of season 13 to inform kind of what we do next. Uh, Because right now I think we're pretty happy, Um, but I kind of want to see what happened with all these changes. I agree. Placement's hard uh, without a doubt. There's a lot of things you have to think about. So yeah, not a hundred percent against it though, by all means. Uh, You know, if it was implemented, I'd figure out a way to support it. I think. Next question, coming from Discord, a gamer like the rest. Uh, question, what is your favorite fictional character in anything? Do a top three if you really can't pick. Woo! In anything, Henry. Where Where's your mind first go? I, I already know I won't be able to do one. I'd have to do a top three for yeah. sure. I'd probably have to do like a top 20 if I'm being like totally yeah. honest. Because like my first list, like Batman doesn't make the list and how does batman not make the list as a top fictional character man <laughs> yeah i was gonna put batman pretty high up okay um, okay it top three is extremely difficult i think we can talk about some of our favorite characters mm-hmm. um you know batman's pretty cool um ethan hunt is very cool yep. um, pretty impactful to us from mm-hmm. mission impossible um a lot of Star Wars characters are I pretty could do big. Do a full Star uh, Wars for both list. of us. Yeah. Like, there's so many strong characters in that franchise that be hard to pick. James Nomad Bond is a big one uh, mm. from Ghost Recon. 
um, a lot of the Apex fictional characters. You know, we've been playing yeah. this for three and a half years. A lot of you know emotions towards yeah. Gibraltar, Pathfinder, Bangalore, the rest of the gang. Um, at least the OG crew is all pretty high on my list. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll throw in like I grew up with Scooby Doo and grew up with Peter Pan. Like those are really cool ones as well for me. Um, I think I'll try and I'll try and think of a top three. I'll try and say like these these are like top three in a tier with like a bunch others. But like my favorite characters that I think I speak of repeatedly. I will like, I have action figures for, I got Funko Pops like in the background right now of my setup. I got this plates. I'd probably go with and, and keeping it more like to the animated, maybe more fictional side of things as well. Not so much like the based on, like I, I, I'm, I'm saying that cause I don't want to have to say that Thomas Shelby doesn't make the list from Peaky Blinders kind of thing. But like, and you probably, this list probably doesn't surprise you, but I'd probably go like Hawkeye, Captain Rex, and Nightwing. Like, I think I'm pretty consistent with those three. I've probably talked to you about those three a lot. So I don't yeah. think I'm going anything crazy out of lane, but not having like Kenobi, Ahsoka, uh, so many people on the list mm-hmm. breaks my heart. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are really good. I think for me, you mentioned some of those animated kids movies, and that's hard to I, avoid. I li- that really opens up a lot because <laughs> I'm a huge fan of The Incredibles, and I yeah. would say Elastigirl is pretty awesome. Yep, big fan of her. Mm-hmm. Iron Man is also pretty sweet. You know, impactful, mm-hmm. very impactful to my life. Um, I don't know. The Star Wars really throws everything off because you pick Rex. It's like, it's so hard because I would go Obi-Wan, but I would even go General Grievous. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's so cool. So I don't know if he I said, can I'm not anything in there because Boba oh, we didn't Fett, even say Spider-Man. Mandalorian, they're so cool. I know. Yeah. It's like, it's too hard of a question. All right. We don't get paid enough to come up with answers. <laughs> Next question. I can't do it. Next question. <laughs> too much. Uh, um, this, is, this is you. Yep. You're your turn. <laughs> yeah. From Discord, apes together stronger. With Apex growing to more weapons and legends, do you think a more restrictive system than just putting weapons in the crafter is inevitable? Oh, man. What a great question, because from a gameplay health perspective, I'm on the yes train. But because of the weapon cosmetics and stuff, I get more concerned about the realisticness of doing so with people spending money on skins for their favorite guns and such. Mm, I think there's going to be more systems put in place in some way, shape, or form in the future to do something with weapons if we continue to add tons like if we just if we keep adding more and more and more i could see like a rotating weapon pool or something like you know guns going in and out for like a week at a time or something like that but 
I also wouldn't be surprised if they just added 10 more guns and didn't like change anything. And you just never saw what you wanted. So I'm not sure. What do you think, though? You know, back in season five, we were told that the weapon pool was bloated. Yeah. They just yeah. couldn't come up with any other weapons, um, which is so comical now. Um, I think the replicator is a pretty good system in keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. I think that the uh, supply drops or care package is another really good system. Between mm-hmm. those two, I don't really see a massive need in the next two years to implement another system. You know, you, you could expand the crafter and you could expand the care package. You know, you could put more weapons in each and probably still get away with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we think about the next two years, say they add six weapons in the next two years, I think we'll be okay. I, yeah. I don't think we necessarily need anything uh, additional. Okay, it's uh, a 10-year game though. So what about in six years? <laughs> if we're talking about in six years, I could definitely see them doing things more along the lines of a war zone in that they could have like Apex 2, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of start fresh almost yeah. if they really do. So probably in Apex 2, carry over most guns, but maybe, you know, don't bring Drop over the charge the rifle, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I would if it really is gonna be a ten year game and six years down the road, I would probably lean towards that. But it's also crazy to look at games like Fortnite where they vault and add weapons all the time throughout a season, but their skins are not tied to individual weapons, so they have a lot more flexibility. And I think the Apex weapons are so much better. Yeah. I don't want to lose any weapons, even if money is out the window and they can refund that or do some other compensation. Like, I don't know. I think the Apex weapons are so good that I wouldn't really want to let go of too many yeah. uh, in order to get new ones. Honestly, I'm a traditionalist. I don't want to give up anything. <laughs> I, I agree. There's a couple of weapons I wouldn't mind seeing vaulted, though. Sure. Um, so if you got to do it, I guess they could do it. Um, last question, though. Come from Discord, Moon Martian. Do you think there's a meta right now, or is it all balanced like all things should be? What do you think? This season, we did an episode kind of about legend pick rate. Mm -hmm. And one of the claims we made is that it's as flat and balanced as it has ever been in the last two years. Like we are in a really solid space where the top legends aren't as far away as they used to be, and the middle is a lot more condensed with legends that being said a couple things have changed recently seer valk in particular um i personally think the game is in a really good state uh, in terms of the diversity that you can play with and have success with you know shay and i were playing ranked and we don't have to play a certain comp Mm -hmm. in order to feel confident we can play watson you know (laughs) like that is a balanced game. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that's inc- incredibly effective. Is there a meta, a most effective tactic available? Probably not in those explicit terms. You know, in terms of different play styles, different maps, different modes. Yeah, there probably is still, you know, a top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know weapons and throwables and all this kind of stuff, yeah. but 
I would say that I'm pretty happy uh, with the with the state of balancing in terms of if you think the game is fair. I don't necessarily know if I would say that if mm-hmm. we think of keeping things interesting and making sure Mirage is getting attention. But in terms of objectively my day-to-day playing, I think the game is pretty dang well balanced. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I don't think a game has to be poorly balanced to have a meta. Like I think there is still you know, a meta to an extent right now between weapons and the most popular legends and stuff. It's awesome that there's the ability to mix in that. Um, but I think you see like, especially if we talk about esports and stuff, there's a meta in esports right now uh, of how you play. I don't think that's a bad thing at all, though. I just think there's I, like my line of thinking is there's always going to be a quote unquote meta, no matter the state of the game. You know, everything's going to be balanced. There's still going to be some sort of most effective tactic available. Um, and I think a lot of it's in the weapons right now in terms of what's kind of the best you know, weapons to run. Like, look at the shotgun class, PK, most effective right now. Um, so, but I think we're in a really awesome state. I, by all means, I agree with you, Henry. Uh, but that's going to wrap up this mailbag. So, uh, thanks so much to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, follow us on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today.